All right. Hey, we are with Dan. Here we go right here. Dan Diaz and Hillary Romero as well. Hey. And in this episode of Ask Wholesale, we're going to talk about how to determine the right price to offer a seller. I like that one. We're also going to cover what are some of the key questions you need to ask a seller in order to determine their motivation. And finally, we are going to talk about how to find a good attorney and title company if you're new to investing. Oh, that's a good one. That's right. And finally, finally, we're going to find <laughs> out what everyone's dream car is. And you've got to hear Dan's story on his dream car. So awesome. check out this episode. We'll see y'all. Welcome, welcome. We are in episode 12 of the Ask Wholesale Show, where we answer your questions about wholesaling, about investing, and your real life situations and, and, and uh, issues that you might be having out there. And we have a special guest with us, Mr. Dan Diaz. Oh no, she's the special guest. She's special guest. She, she she's just special a, in general. She hasn't been on episodes <laughs> since like one or two. So. I was on the first and second, and then That's I've right. been kind of MIA since then. I'm so, Hillary. That's I'm right. Dan. This is Dan. So who are, who are you, Dan? What's your company and everything? Uh, my name is Dan Diaz. I own a real estate investing company here in San Antonio. It's called TexasCashHomeBuyer.com. Um, if you uh, want to connect with me personally and you live here in town, 210-998-1714. I'd love to connect with you guys. Um, that's a good number. 998-1714? Yeah. Well, I've said it enough. Times that it's, it's easy to sounds. remember. I like it. Nine eight eight seventeen fourteen. Area code two one zero. So um, we we buy distressed properties. Uh, we're a little bit different, and this is the reason why I uh, I love connecting with people like Marco and Hillary. Um, a lot of our offers have to do with how can the seller get more money, and we use it through seller financing. So I focus a lot on seller financing and owner financing. Um, pre for, for foreclosures and things that I share. And to make a distinction, you you really like to focus on acquiring yes. the properties with the terms and the financing associated with it. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, that's something that I really like to do. Uh, I'm able to give, and you're able to do the same. I mean, if you learn the negotiation, uh, I'm able to give the seller 100% of their equity if they're flexible in regards to how they receive the monthly payment. So. If you are open to 180 equal monthly payments, I'll give you 100% of your equity. And I usually I go from there. Well, let's get into the first question because it's like the perfect question for what you are already talking about. Perfect segue here. Oh, okay. awesome. So question number one is how to determine, how do you determine the right price to offer? I started $1,000 and go up from there. <laughs> Well, the beautiful thing that you do is you offer terms too, which a yes. lot of people out there just, they're offering cash number uh, for the property and then that's it. If they can't come to an agreement, then that, that leads dead or yeah, yeah. follow up. So I really try to focus on what the need of the, of the seller really is. I've learned that if you talk to them, they, they might not need the money right away. And that's important to know. They, they need to solve their problem right away. You know, whatever the problem is, if it's a vacant home, if it's a abandoned home, maybe they're getting city, city liens, maybe they need the grass mode, maybe it's just a problem house. So 
they need relief now, but they might not necessarily need the money now. So if you kind of separate the two and, and you focus on what it is that, that they really, really need, I can start solving the problem from day one and then I can focus on the money part. So if in fact their, their number one need is, is money now because they need to fund something else, they need a down payment, they, you know, they need to pay bills and they need money now, well then yes, I'm gonna focus on the price. And then at that point, I need to focus on getting enough equity to make sure that it, it's, it's worth my while. Um, and of course you guys are, are you know, wholesalers and, and investors, you know where you need to be in regards to that. But if we open up their minds and, they, and we realize that they might not necessarily need the money now, there is an opportunity for even you as an investor to pay full market price for a property. So the example that I always like to give is, would you as an investor ever in your right mind pay a million dollars for a property? That's only worth a hundred thousand dollars. It depends. <laughs> yes, it depends. I feel like you're setting us up here, so uh, it does depend. Is that a trick question? Yeah, that trick is question. a trick question. <laughs> so the trick question is this: if if you're a novice in the field, you might say, "Well, no, I can't do that." I mean, if the if the home is worth a hundred thousand dollars, I don't know. I need to pick it up at seventy or sixty or fifty, and that may be true if you're going to get all your value from the equity. However. If the seller is willing to accept $100 a month until the debt's paid off, I'll pay a million bucks all day. Mm -hmm. Sure, if you do the math, it's about 800 years, but I'll do the <laughs> deal all day. So I think that example really exemplifies the fact that as long as a seller is willing to give you time, you can give them pretty much any price that they want. So the question is, what is the right price? And, and I think the answer to that is, is really comes down to how much time are they willing to give you and, uh, and, and what, uh, what price allows you to make money. The deal must pay for itself. That, that is a rule you need to learn, you need to live by. I live by it, the deal must pay for itself. I, I can't come into a, a situation and say, well, if I buy it now and it appreciates 6% over the next 14 years, eventually I'll make some money. No, it, it doesn't work that way. The deal needs to pay for itself um, right now. So, you know, figure out if they need money now, well then it's gonna be a discounted price. It's, you, need, you need your value from the equity. But realize that if they don't need the money now, and, and I think if they're honest with themselves, they might not need the money now. As a matter of fact, they might benefit from getting monthly payments and improving their life on a monthly basis, then you can pretty much, you know, offer you know, full asking price. I offer full asking price all the time. That's awesome. So it sounds like it's, it's really just having a conversation with the seller, find out what their scenario or situation is, and figure out a way to come to a good middle ground that's going to be good for them and good for you and everyone wins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do, like for our investments that we acquire, we uh, generate a lot of private money with other individuals. And so we have very similar conversations with our private lenders on like how they want to get paid for them to give us the money to do our projects. So there's, it's kind of in the same vein. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I don't think there's necessarily a right price. It really just depends on what the seller is hoping to, uh, to accomplish. But I think you do a lot by, uh, by letting the seller know that you have the ability to solve their pain and their problems uh, today, today. Uh, we'll figure out the price later and I'll figure out the money later. <laughs> well, as a wholesaler too, the moral of the story here is you need to know 
uh, your numbers and what your buyer, investor buyers are looking for as well. So some of your investor buyers might be looking for a cash deal because they want to just move it in that direction. But you might have a lot of investor buyers that you didn't even realize that would love to take on a property that's not only the property but also the financing attached to it where you can negotiate like Dan was talking about. And if you know that, then you can figure out, well, how can I structure this working backwards to figure out the right price to offer with these sellers? So that was awesome, I loved it. Let's go into the second question. The second question is, what are key questions to ask a seller to know that they are motivated? Oh, that's a good one. There's a lot of good questions to ask. What do you ask, ask? Hillary? Um, well, you would ask a seller, well, again, it goes back to the conversation, like why are they interested in selling? They obviously called you, if you got a lead from somewhere, from some source or some list, that this person's interested in selling, you want to find out, well, why are you interested in selling? Maybe they inherited the property and it's a, it's one that kind of just fell into their lap and they just don't have the time or money to maintain it. Maybe it's one they're about to get foreclosed on. So really it's just finding out what is your motivation to sell? Um, that would be my first question, honestly, when I ask a seller, a just question. to find out if they're motivated. Cause if they're in a really desperate state and I mean, you can tell right off the bat if they're serious. Yeah. If they're just looking for some money, then they might not be as serious if they're trying to get the best price for their house. I mean, I guess all sellers are trying to get the best price, but it just yeah, depends. That's fundamental. I mean, some key questions are, what's their price? If they their price is on the high end, they're probably not very motivated. If it's on the low end, they're probably pretty motivated. How soon do they want to close? Right. I love that question. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's going to be a good indication if they're like, as soon as possible, like well, tomorrow. they're motivated. Yeah. If they're like, oh, well, hey, you six know, months. six months <laughs> doesn't really matter. They're maybe not uh, so motivated. But what Hillary said is fundamental. You need to be asking any lead that you come across why they are selling. Because uh, yes, we're dealing in real estate and we're trying to acquire these properties at particular prices or with particular terms but you're really having a conversation with a person and there's a reason why they're selling and you need to find out why they're selling, what is their motivation, what are they trying to get out of it, and it's not always price. If you can yeah. figure out those questions, then you can figure out what their true motivations are. Maybe they're just trying to move to a place where there's not a roof leaking and they just want to have a safe, secure home. Well, you hey, know, I'll, or maybe I'll the, help you find Unfortunately, that maybe the couple's going through a divorce and they'd rather just be done right. with it and move on quickly because they don't want to have the time or the money put into a realtor or pay the realtor fee. So exactly. they're just like, get it off our hands so we can you know, part ways and move on. Like, yeah. you just I, never know. I always like to ask, um, why are you not listing it with a realtor? That's a good question. I think that that gives you a lot of insight uh, without appearing too, too nosy because when most people think of um, selling their home, they think of a realtor. And they probably already talked to a realtor. Yeah. Right, because most people want most people who sell want top dollar, mm -hmm. right? So they're gonna go the realtor route first, probably. And that's the standard way of thinking. So yes. if they're going outside the standard way of thinking, there's probably a reason. Yeah. And I, I usually find out that it, it's funny because they'll, they'll spill their beans without realizing it. But when I ask them, well, why haven't you gone with a realtor? Um, I really like me, that question. Yeah, why haven't you gone with a realtor? Because if you want one, here I am. Because <laughs> if you want it, I'm not a realtor. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I could do either. I've actually never had someone say, oh, I don't know, that's a good idea. Usually they tell me something like, I've already talked to three realtors and nobody wants to list it. Uh, 
because it probably needs a lot of work. Like, well, I already you. talked to two realtors, and they told me that we don't have enough time because I'm going to get foreclosed next month. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, I already usually, uh, my experience has been, they have already talked to realtors, and I know that, but I need for them to give me the reasons as to why the realtor said no or, or why they decided not to go the realtor route. Maybe they said, you know, yeah, I already talked to realtors, but they said it would take maybe, you know, four, five, six months, and I really don't have that time. Oh, man, really, why? And Why usually too, if, if you're going with a realtor, most of the buyers looking to use a realtor for purchase are gonna be getting some type of loan through a conventional bank. Maybe it's a conventional loan, I don't know, maybe it's a VA. And a lot of those loans have a lot of requirements behind it. Like if your foundation is really shot, they're gonna require that foundation to get fixed. So the, again, it comes down to money that you have to put into the house to repair, to get it up to the standard that the loan's gonna be funded. So there's a lot of different reasons and or hey, maybe you have really bad termite infestation and you have to have a termite report and you know it's not gonna pass. I mean, there's there could be any number of reasons why um, the realtor route just won't work for you. If you ask people, why are you going with me? They're never gonna tell you. <laughs> but if you go the opposite route and say, well, uh, why, why didn't you go with the realtor? That's what people know, people know realtors. The, the realtor industry mm -hmm. spends millions and maybe billions of dollars advertising themselves. So when you find out why they didn't go or why they're not going with a realtor, you're, you're going to find out a lot about um, their level of, of motivation. And that's true. Most people know realtors. Most people don't really yes. know or understand wholesaling or what a wholesaler does. Realtors do a really good job of promoting the industry in themselves. <laughs> so they, they, exactly. they know realtors. Mm -hmm. That was a powerful question. I love I love that you did that. You just dropped some like a golden nugget right there. He dropped there. this mic. Oh, yeah? Boom. But I'm, but I'm holding it. Boom. Still. It was this little baby one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like your all sound effects. Nicely done, nicely done. All right, so we're going to question number three. And question number three was from Mario. And he asked, uh, where are you located? Because I, I guess he was in a different town. But he was saying that he's looking for an attorney or a title agency. So the question is, uh, how would you go about finding an attorney, a real estate attorney, or a title company to use for your business? Well, we're in San Antonio, for those of you who don't know, um, but really, if you're just coming into the industry and you don't really know who to go to or where to, or who to use, I would, you know, basic online searches, if that's like, if you don't know anybody, I'd go to online search, do like Yelp, do Google, find attorneys, find title companies, but a really great way to find a reputable one is talking to people you know, other investors, other realtors, other wholesalers, anybody you know that's in this industry that's constantly using attorneys for document writing or document prep for deed of trust or promissory notes or um, if you're looking for a title company to, I don't know, do anything that a title company does, I would definitely ask uh, for referrals from other people because we constantly are in communication with our title company. We pretty much have the one go-to person unless you know, a title was open through somebody else. We always use the same people um, and we also use the same attorneys. So generally, if you know somebody out there in the industry who is constantly immersed in this business, who's working with these companies all the time, I would definitely get some referrals and then call out and interview these different people and find out who works best for you. Go to your local real estate investment meetup. Yeah, or mastermind. That's a good, or mastermind. Or, or networking event. Yeah. By the way, if you're an experienced wholesaler or investor here in San Antonio, uh, reach out to me. I'm the president of the San Antonio Real Estate Investors Mastermind. It's a small, um, limited seating, limited participation. Thank you for letting me do a plug. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you need to be experienced, you need to be active, you need to be doing this full time. 
Um, but it's it's a great it's a great source. But if you're just looking for a title agency or a, or a, a local attorney, you need to interview them. Not every title agency is familiar with investor friendly transactions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, you do need to interview them. You need to ask them. Um, you know, do you do uh, double closings? Do you do assignments? Do you do wholesale transactions? Do you do sub twos? Do you do wraps? Uh, sometimes you'll get a yes to all the above. Sometimes you'll get a no to all the above. And sometimes you'll get a you know basket mix of yes, no, and I don't know what that is. So <laughs> stay away from those. <laughs> See, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean they both gave some great answers. Um, one a technique that you can use is going to some Facebook uh, groups that are focused in the realm of, of investing or even wholesaling and just put a post out there, hey, looking for a title company or a real estate attorney for this area, and you'll get a lot of feedback there. If you're connected with a lot of uh, real estate people, obviously ask them, but when you ask them for a referral, uh, make sure to explain to them properly the type of person you're looking for. Not just, hey, who's a great title company or escrow agent, say, who's a great escrow agent that can do investment deals or that knows how to do you know, double closes, wraps, or whatever you're trying to focus on to kind of qualify uh, the referral that you're gonna receive. By going to these uh, local real estate events, obviously you can ask referrals to people you meet there, but let's say you find a good title company, well then ask that title company who they would refer as a real estate attorney, or vice versa. If you find a good real estate attorney, ask who they would uh, recommend as a good title company. So as you, you find a member for your team, ask those people for more, um, more referrals to other members of your team. So that's a good, good way to approach it. Good question, good answers. Solid, thank you Mario. All right, so now we're getting to the end. We're kind of wrapping up and we're gonna wrap up with a fun question that's not so real estate related, but might be a little bit real estate related because you gotta get around and look at these houses. So this question <laughs> is, What is your dream car? So who wants oh, to go first? Oh man. For me, I first. fell in love with the 1998 uh, Ferrari Testarossa Enzo edition that I did get to drive in the Italian Autobahn by chance. By chance? <laughs> AKA you uh, borrowed it for a little while? Yeah, we met some friends <laughs> over there and I had no idea that they were very, very well off. And uh, we drove from, uh, from Rome all the way, the Mediterranean was on the left-hand side, to Pisa. And it was about an hour and a half and uh, she let me drive it. And man, that, that is, uh, it's a beast of a car. Talk about an experience, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was funny because well, it, was, it was in kilometers. So I was doing initially about 100 kilometers an hour, which I thought was a lot, but it didn't feel like a lot. Well, it, it didn't because it's like 60 miles an oh, hour. Oh, really? You're like, oh um, my God, I'm, I'm racing and through she, and she triple digits. Me. Yeah, no, and she looked at me and gave me the stare like, dude, I let you borrow my car. And you're not taking advantage. And yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not. You were being respectful. You thought 100, hey, that was up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they were miles per hour. And I'm like, this doesn't seem very fast. <laughs> And then I, I said, you know what? So I remember like daylight, I went ahead and downshifted to uh, third gear. I floored it. The most awesome experience at, at about 60 miles an hour, the back tire started spinning and the uh, car started vibrating. And it was like, boom, Yeah. we took off. And whiplash. And I remember the next time I looked at the speedometer, it was at 180 kilometers, 200, 220, 240. And right around 260, I could just feel the car just do this. Boom, boom. Oh, dang. Boom. 
and then I slowed her down. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. That, that, that's uh, that's my. So I, I want to own it. I like I that it's a stick shift. Most it seems like most expensive newer. I guess it was an older car, but most of the newer sporty cars don't really have stick shift anymore, which is really sad. Mm, well, Teslas don't. Oh, you were about to say a Tesla. I Well, I was oh, or I oh, wasn't. Oh, so oh, this oh, is the thing. <laughs> I could do a Tesla, but I'm not sold on it yet because it has to, for me personally, it's going to be something, we're going to go test drive a bunch of cars. But I mean, I think Teslas are really cool. I like the technology aspect of it, but I'm also interested in like, a Maserati. It just depends. <laughs> just interesting. It just depends. Um, but I know for a fact it's going to probably be a stark white. I just want a really white car with the stipulation that Marco's already agreed that I can get it detailed at least once a month. So you don't want any. I don't want a white car if it's going to be dirty. Oh. So. Wow. But it has to have all the bells and whistles. But I really want. I drive standard right now. And I really oh, want a standard, standard car. Girl. Yeah, I was, I was six That's speed good. and I love it. But I, it's hard for me to like the thought of transitioning from that to automatic. It yeah. just. A part of we it were dies. At, we were at the Tesla It really does die. And like, I don't, I want a Tesla, but. Uh, can you make me one that's standard, please? Because well, like that's what I want. No, but that's I mean, what that's I want. <laughs> I'd be really happy if it was a combo of both. Yeah, I'll put a dummy stick in yeah, there, and you can pretend. I just, it just depends when we get to that realistic point of buying new cars. I would, I would probably just honestly test drive yeah. everything. I was at the, we were at the Tesla dealership in Austin uh, last weekend, and I, I was impressed by the technology. I was blown away by the technology. But I just was not impressed by the looks and the feel of the car inside. I mean, that just kind of, it, it just felt, and I talked to the people and they're like, this is, this is my vibe. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's the general feedback. You know, if you're gonna spend 70, 80, 90, $100,000 or more plush interiors, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So. That, I mean, we, honest, I we honestly haven't really like really looked into one. I mean, other, I mean, we know we've researched them, but we haven't like physically sat in one or you, test you driven can do one. A test drive. Oh, I know. We're we're already signing up ah. for it. We've been keeping but, yeah. our eye on it. But it's hard though because with our daughter, we have to like have a baby. We can't we bring can't. her on a test drive. We're yeah, gonna install her car seat. Yeah, I need to install the car seat. <laughs> No. See, see, see how well, we want to test gets, drive this, but give us hour. ten minutes while we plug <laughs> this yeah, in. Yeah, we want to test drive it. It's just all about belt. like scheduling the time because we're so busy that it's like we can barely find time just to have our own date night most of the time. So it's yeah. it's hard to get the time to go test drive. My a Tesla. answer would be a Model S. I would go to Tesla. The technology is sold, and I just like uh, the thinking of the company and how there's like software updates and. The, the ability to have it auto drive in the and future. And he doesn't drive do, standard, so it doesn't do matter. Do more work and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm totally How down. dare you call yourself a man and not drive? <laughs> well, I don't even want, I don't want it. She's I, a I want to take it to the next level where I'm not driving at all. I want automatic. We're driving So they itself. told us that, that the technology is already in it? Yeah, as it's of beta 20 or whatever. 16, I think they said. Um, they just haven't unlocked it because of, of uh, state regulations. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I, I, was, I was blown away. And I did think about it because I think one of the biggest time wasters in our He's industry driving. is driving. Traffic. Yeah. And traffic's getting worse. I'll totally be down. To so at that point, it's like, time. oh, if I can catch up on my email in yeah, the back exactly. seat while I'm being chauffeured totally. by a ghost. Yes. I'm down for that. I could yeah. be okay Quick with question. It. Yes. So this Ferrari, what color was it, the one that you drove? Cherry apple red, 14 Of course it was. Okay. When you think of Ferrari, for some reason, I always just think of like bright red. All right. And yeah. then what color would you get? Cherry apple red. All right. Yeah. It has so this to be was identical. a fundamental, like, 
uh, almost paradigm shift experience for you. Oh, it was it was it was mind blowing. It was it was That's amazing. Awesome. It was uh, it was it was cool. And to do it in Europe with the yeah. views and everything. Well, the thing it was on the autobahn, so there was no speed limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the way they, they work, I think there is a speed limit, but I think the speed limit is they call it something like. Um, Within it definitely safety. isn't a hundred kilometers. No, 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 no. Well, I don't know. Something weird. Like as long as you stay within safety, considering the driver's ability and the car's, uh, uh, you know, whatever the car it is you're driving. But I was surprised. I'm like, we're not going to get pulled over. And she says, No, it's a clear day. It's straight. It's it, there's no rain. We're good. That's awesome. Yeah, that is great. Well, cool. That's we'll an have awesome to story. all drive our cars. Uh, down down the autobahn. Love it. One day. You <laughs> might kick my butt on that Tesla S though. I, I don't care if you go faster than me as long as I'm not <laughs> driving. <laughs> I'm give down me for that. give me a sport car with a stick shift and I'll go fast. There you go. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love race driving. You. She'll race you. We'll do that. Marco honestly Marco's like the slowest driver. I'm a I could safe see that. driver. He's a grandpa. I follow the rules. I'm I like, babe, are that. you going to turn anytime in the century? I have precious like, cargo, okay? Uh, no, it's more like... I'm just a very aggressive driver. He's thinking of his bandit signs. <laughs> hey, you gotta look out, man. You gotta look out. <laughs> oh, I love to give him such a hard time. All right, so with that, we with will that. wrap up the show. Uh, one more time, how can people find you? Um, where can they look you up? Uh, Facebook, uh, Check Dancito, out the hat. Dancito. Yeah. TexasCashHomeBuyer.com. Call me up, 210-998-1714. Send me an email. Dan.Diaz at TexasCashHomeBuyer.com. Yep. Nearest Taco Cabana. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so definitely check them out. We appreciate you watching. Make sure to like, comment, and share. And you got to comment so we can know who you are, so we can friend request you. Also send us respond. questions for the next episode. Yeah, exactly. So we, We're, we need more questions. So tell us about your situations, your deals, your hurdles, your issues. We want to answer them and give you true value. So thank you for watching. Thanks Bye a guys. lot. You guys have a great one. career as a businessman or woman is contingent to you becoming an expert negotiator. Negotiation is tied to profit, it's tied to deals, it's tied to speed, it's tied to uh, being able to massively and expansively grow. I hope you guys enjoyed the videos. I hope you guys enjoy the training. I hope you, you drive value. And if anything, I, I hope you, you decide to make a decision now to spend time and energy and money and resources into becoming expert negotiators.